Mics on and away we go. Welcome back to Under the Checkered Flag. Different voice doing the intro this week. Chelsea has had to run away, so it is me, Steph. I am joined with Delta and Al. And let's jump right into it. I'm not even going to give anybody the chance to guess. Danny Rick is back on the grid. How are we feeling about it? And we're just speechless. <laughs> this is it's just a lot. We we love Danny Rick. Um uh I don't know. I think I think happy happy for him to be back and happy to see where this leads for him broader into next year, see what happens with the Red Bull seat and whatever else. Um obviously still Mad love for Liam Lawson, and there was an open seat in a junior team, um, and really sad for Nick because he deserved the full year. But I mean, it is what it is now. So I guess we just be happy that Danny Rick's back. What about you, Delta? How are we feeling about it? Yeah, pretty much feeling the same. Um, I don't know. Well, when we finished recording last week's podcast, <laughs> wake up the next morning, look at my phone, like the huge, I don't know, the Girls Cross the Grid chat that we're in blew up and it's just like a couple of hundred text messages of Daniel's back on the grid. We manifested it last week. We manifested oh, it yeah. so hard. You're welcome, F1. <laughs> They always announce the Aussies while the Aussies are asleep. Every well, time. Most they of the Aussies. Os- when they announced Oscar, were we asleep during that? He was asleep yeah, that was during like a- that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was probably out Al- when Alpine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, when Alpine. <laughs> yeah. Was he asleep when Alpine did it? Yeah, he was. Just- it was like 2 a.m. our time when Alpine did it. Mm. Well, I was awake when... It was announced that Danny Rick was back on the grid because I jumped straight on my phone and posted it on the like the group Instagram. I was happy dancing in bed with all my lights off because we're getting Danny Rick in Vegas. It's my dream. I'm so happy. I'm sad for Nick. He did deserve the year, but. DRS, Danny Rick Supremacy, guys. <laughs> I think it's also not that he just deserved the year, because we all know he does. But he deserved at least a thank you or a, like, something other than just a short quote in an interview. Like, Yeah, Alpha Tauri and Red Bull both posting, like, heaps of stuff about, you know, welcome back. Danny Rick and all that stuff, but then not mentioning Nick DeVries was really rough and like really hard to see. Um, like not even a thank you for the work that he's done for the past however many months um, is really rough. Like, yes, from a marketing standpoint, being so excited about Danny Rick, that's a really important marketing thing. But I think showing some sort of humanity 
to drivers that you're axing Shafting. yeah is also really important even from a marketing standpoint i think it was just poor form by all of them 100 percent. all i can see in my head at the moment is when i think about it is i can't remember i think it's a little kid or like it's just ooh, that's cold <laughs> you've have you never seen it al i, I don't know that one Oh, I don't, I, what? It's it's old. How do you it's very not know that old. One? I don't but know. Yeah, that that's all I could like. Every time I'm like, ooh, that's cold. <laughs> but I do think they should have said more about Nick. And I don't. I haven't seen anything from Nick himself. Um mainly because I've been busy, but I haven't actually gone to look to see if Nick's actually said anything about it. I think, oh, actually, I think he might have might have said something, but I'm not 100%. Nick is, um, oh, wait, yeah, quite sorry. Sorry. active. Nick is, like, quite inactive on the socials, to be honest. I would have imagined you uh, said something, but I haven't seen anything from him either. Yeah, no, I haven't. I just looked at his Instagram. Nothing has popped up. He's still got the, um, like, the big announcement of, I've been dreaming about this my whole life. Like, I'm, I'm lost for words. I'm in Formula One. It's still pinned on top of his um, Instagram. But, yeah, he Aww. hasn't actually posted anything that I can see yet unless, yeah, the last thing was just Hendrick and Hendrick showing the track limits in the parade car. But yeah, apart from that, he hasn't said anything on his like social media. He said in interviews. Apparently, but... yes, some interviews yeah. have been interesting. You're getting a bit of a sassy <laughs> Nick going going around. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's pre-silly season, silly season is what I've decided to call it. Silly season starting sillyly early this year. Mm. Um, In all, all classes, by the sounds of it, according to Delta. <laughs> oh, we've skipped F2. F2 haven't started yet, but the F3 is. We've already had four driver changes this year. Uh, yeah. So. But I do want to play devil's advocate on um, this Daniel Ricciardo situation. Is it not like what McLaren did sort of to Daniel last year? Yes, and it was also poor form by McLaren. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it just, I, I get that there's a big hype around Daniel, but I do feel, I feel bad for Nick in a way when, you know, Oscar was berated so, so bad, the team was like, like talked down upon so much for taking the seat off Daniel in the way that they did. And I get the scenarios are a little bit different. This is mid-season, not, you know, end of season. But there's not really that much, unless you're like a Nick DeVries or like a Dutch fan berating the team. I feel the slight difference is... I believe Nick was given that warning of you need to improve or you're leaving. Like Danny didn't get that 
option and he was made to believe he would be driving with McLaren this year. Whereas I'm from what I can see, Helmut Marco pretty much gave Nick that ultimatum and said, look, you need to improve. You need to be better by a certain race. If not, you're out. So I can see the similarities, but I also see slight differences where Nick knew that this could potentially be a possibility. I think I, like, even even in last week's podcast, I was saying that I didn't want this to happen. I didn't want the change to happen. Um, and I think kind of coming off the perspective, like, yeah, having Danny Rick back is cool, but, like, I kind of agree. The way that we treated Oscar specifically, not even McLaren, not his fault. <laughs> You you froze. You just completely froze. Let me try that one again. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Um. Yeah, the way that like we talked about like not even McLaren, but like Danny, no Oscar himself, for uh for uh taking like quote unquote taking Danny Rick's seat when it was not Oscar's fault. But the fact that, like, because it's Danny Rick, we were, like, everyone was so more happy for him to come back and there was no sort of criticism of him or Alpha Tauri in the same way there was McLaren. I'm not saying there should have been for him and for Alpha... Well, there should have been for him. Maybe we should be criticising Alpha Tauri's handling of it. I just think that people were very harsh on... Oscar himself when a similar situation happened and I get I get like getting mad at the teams because that kind of makes sense because it is their handling of it but it's not the driver's fault for taking opportunities that are there and that are offered to them just because it is like a questionable situation from the side of the team I know for myself personally, the reason I don't like Oscar and not a lot to do with all the Danny Rick stuff, but more the way, and it's probably all drive to survive, I won't lie, because that's where I've mostly seen him. He came across so cocky in drive to survive when he was announced that he got the seat, like he like his first interviews when he'd been announced, he's like, oh, yes, I'm an F1 driver now. I was like, bitch, don't start. <laughs> like he just come across really cocky to me. And I have I have heard from like several people that apparently he's like really nice and he's really sweet. I, just to me, I didn't like, I don't like him at the moment because he was cocky and that's how I perceived him to be. I also just don't like – I don't know why I don't like him. I just – I can't get behind him for some reason. I don't know why. It's not a – I don't think it's an Oscar thing. I don't know if it's a me thing. It's just I can't get behind him. 
I don't know why. Sorry, Oscar. Your prob's great. What can I say? I'm a Ferrari fan. <laughs> that That's not even a good team at the moment. So what do I know? But personally for myself, that's what it was. He, That's why I was more when all the Danny Rick stuff and Oscar stuff started, I was all like, well, Oscar's a bit of a cock because of that because of how it was all on Drive to Survive. But I do know they like to dramatise everything. So people say the same thing about Max. There's, But I like Max for a different reason to everybody else. Like I relate to Max through his personal life and what his personal life looks like because it reminds me of myself and my personal life. I don't know, I'm rambling. But either way. I think I haven't seen that cockiness from Danny. Uh, don't, I think that potentially could be why it's not getting the same heat. Also because of how Danny Rick was treated, that's why he hasn't had that same criticism coming in. But I think people forget how shit Oscar was treated by Alpine. Like, mm. he was given, like, yes, in the junior problem, he was get junior program, he was given, like, so much. But then they were like, no, we're not going to give you a seat. We're going to give you a, se- give a seat to Fernando Alonso, who, you know, is 700 years old. We'll just, we'll just sh- uh, shaft you and like, shove you, shove you in a Williams and you'll be, you'll be fine. You'll, you can be in a Williams for two years. Um, which at that point was <laughs> at that point probably not the best thing. Now <laughs> not looking so bad. <laughs> yeah, at that point when they were going to shove him in Williams, it was like a that's not even an F one car. Now it's now it's a bit less of a of a death sentence, a career death sentence. See, it will be interesting, I think, to see how Daniel performs in the AlphaTauri because. And I know Daniel has the experience behind him, but if he doesn't perform in the Alpatari, probably straight off the back, I think there'll be a, a, a bit of criticism, probably more internally than like from like external sources because of all the Danny Rick nation, I'm going to say, instead of supporters, because that is a like nation. a whole nation. <laughs> um, but it could really affect Daniel's season next year if he gets a full-time seat in Red Bull, if he cannot adapt to the car. I think there's also, like, an interesting play here where Yuki is, like, really, really every every week, every, you know, month is really improving. And I think that, like, you know, there's been talk about Yuki getting that, that number one or that that Red Bull seat in the semi near future, and that's like a trajectory that Helmut Marco want him on and can see him being on. Um, I think it's gonna be really interesting how Danny Rick, you know, after the years he had at McLaren, after six months out of the sport, how he stacks up against Yuki is gonna be really interesting 
for both of their careers going forward. Well, it's funny that you mention Yuki going to Red Bull because that's going to segue into my next point of apparently young Mr. Alex Albon was (laughs) apparently asked or like reached out to by Red Bull. Yeah. And personally myself, I think he was like, yeah, been there, done that. No, thank you. <laughs> Alex Albon, new phone, who dis? Uh, I, we, we love him for it. Um, I will, I will never come back to him. He's my favorite. Um, and I, I'm not sorry for that. Um, but I think also like after the way he was treated at Red Bull, after everything he went through at Red Bull and the way that Red Bull is, I think that he's really happy. Um, you know, after Silverstone in all his press, like, press after the race, the way he was talking about um, James um, and, like, the trajectory of the team, he just kind of seems like one of those people who's just really happy to to be in a team that is, you know, moving forward, moving up the grid, kind of building a team quote-unquote, building a team from scratch rather than, you know, being plopped into the fastest car and then potentially being plopped back out six months later because they just like to have a revolving door of drivers. Yeah, I'm glad he's not back with the Red Bull. (laughs) (laughs) I think he just... He... He's happy where he is. Also... Did he change his hair colour? Yes. Probably. He said he was going to stay blonde the entire nice. 2023 season. He's dark again. Liar. So I can cross that off my bingo list. I knew he wouldn't. I knew he'd change his hair colour so I can cross it off my bingo card. Not that I've actually been playing my bingo card this season. I've just seen, because I had to check this out, uh, I've just seen his post from like, the British GP like race and his caption is a British but it's BRI um apostrophe ISH. Oh, British. 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 <laughs> a British dump, isn't it? <laughs> it's literally his caption. Oh, we love Alex. Alex is is an honorary girly. I just I just love seeing the wild shake-up at Silverstone. Like, Williams going from a backmarker with Albon putting them in spots they shouldn't be sometimes to, like, genuinely being a midfield team. Absolutely wild. McLaren going from a tractor at the start of the season to arguably the second fastest car on the grid. Wild. I do have to I do have to have a giggle. Um if you saw it, Lando rocked up late to the press conference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and um Lewis was mid mid answer and he's like answer answer welcome as Lando walks past. I was like it's such a Lando thing to do just on his own time, just rocks up. <laughs> Although I am, for some reason, love coming out of Lando. 
like when asked about his involvement with Ferrari, like for upcoming years, he's like, I'm trying to win my first race, not get my first therapy session. You and me both, Lando. Like, the sass coming from this man in his interviews. And I think it was, I don't know who it was with in the um, MTC with Oscar. The two of them were sitting there and they're like, oh, red flag, green flag has uh, follows like their star signs or whatever it was, or their horoscopes. And just the like, boom, flick around. And I was, what is, what is he? Um, he was either a Scorpio like, or Sagittarius. I can't remember. I think he is a Scorpio. He's like, I'm a Scorpio. Let me tell you all about it. Like, <laughs> I just, mate. <laughs> I just, I just, I love, I love this era. This is a good Lando era. I just, I don't know. I feel like, because he's had that kind of like banter with his teammates for like the last however long since Carlando started um and then he's kind of got much more reserved and much more reserved teammate now it's kind of just Lando being sassy on his own and it's just it's just it's remarkable it's mwah. she was kiss. like Danny reeks off the grid I'll take up the uh mantle of class clown <laughs> But so was Max. Max is like actually. Max be... has been so funny oh recently. Gosh. Some of his radio. <laughs> I just like the like fact. Oh, it was your incident. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my incident. Oh, my in incident the in the pits. <laughs> Are you scared to drive now? Yes. I'm scared to drive out of my pit box. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just like. I, don't, I no longer believe in media training for F1 drivers because these brilliant bits, I just, I just can't, I can't live without. Are you going to write an article about it? Yeah. You should write a whole article about it. The race wasn't that interesting. <laughs> it's just a, I won't lie. Like I'm keen for, I've missed the whole anthem because I haven't watched many of the races the whole time, like, if I ever got to watch the anthem, my eyes always went to Danny Rick because he'd be bopping along. I'm so excited to be able to look and have a little bop along with Danny through any anthem that's happening. But some of those, like, national anthems absolutely slap. (laughs) There's some of them that are such a bop. Is it Azerbaijan's that's, like, like, brilliant brilliant national anthem yeah there's a couple that you just listen to them like damn like they could like this could be a whole song like <laughs> i would genuinely listen to can i have a lando norris dj remix of this national anthem please <laughs> i have another topic a random topic. well not much random since danny rick is only on loan do we think that seat will go to Liam next year? I personally think they decided to give him his the rest of the season in the Super Formula to see if, how he's going there because, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, he, I know he got a podium first or second. 
Did he come first? Yes. I so think. I think I saw somewhere that he won, and I think he yeah. got pole. I think. Um, I think they've given. They said instead of getting Liam in, let him have his rest of his season over at Super Formula, and then we'll bring him over next year. He can have all his preseason then. So I'm hoping I could have all my dreams all in one season. I could have. I have Danny Rick in Vegas. I can have Liam Lawson in an F1 seat for 2024. If um, only I could have Charles Leclerc as World Drivers' Champion. Yeah, well, that's well, going to happen. One can dream. <laughs> one can um, dream. I saw, so this is from uh, Rebel or RBR News, um, and it's been according to multiple sources. Um, they're saying that Liam is still a part of Rebel's future with his success in Super Formula exceeding expectations. Helmut did not want Liam's development interrupted mid-season combined with how poor the ATO4 is. Um, depending on Daniel's performance post-Hungary, Liam will be given the AlphaTauri seat in 2024 or found another seat a la Albon. Um, if none of these occur, he's 100% secured for the future of AlphaTauri brand seat in 2025. Um, they're pretty certain they wanted, that Honda want to take Yugi with them, uh, hence why he's not a part of Red Bull seats plans, seemingly. Oh, 2025, yeah. Yeah. Because huh. they but come in 2025, what, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is just what um, I've heard on Twitter. I don't know so, how accurate it is. And I this is so. from the well. So if we that, have a Danny Rick and Liam Lawson team. <gasps> uh, potentially I think their I think their plan is more like um Danny Rick is either like Danny Rick in an Alpha Tower doesn't make sense unless there's a progression step. So I think their thought is either he's good enough to step up to the Red Bull or he's not good enough and he's behind. Keeping Danny Rick in an AlphaTauri long term does not make it's sense. It's just dumb. It's just a waste of a, an AlphaTauri seat, and it's a waste of Danny Rick. I think there's like they're much more likely to get rid of Checo and put Danny Rick in the Red Bull than they are to keep Danny Rick in the AlphaTauri. So it's Checo. Oh, I'm not. Um, <laughs> no the shade. This is Do not hate. <laughs> This is a Sergio Perez hate account, and I am not going to apologize for it. Um, but then that obviously opens a seat for the the wonderful, the amazing Liam Lawson. Um, and I just really want him to get a seat. I just, I think he deserves it, especially with the way he's in performing in Super Formula. Like he's just, he's just great, and he's just, he's just, he's just wholesome as well. He's just like a good person. He oh, is I, so wholesome. He just who who doesn't love William Lawson? He's one of my F one comfort people, and he's not even in <laughs> F one. I have, well, Charles is my main F one comfort person because he's just he's Charles. He's, he's a sweetheart. Charles. Alex and Esty are also my comfort people. Of course, Danny Rick also. Danny Rick's more my comfort person when 
I need a laugh. And I'm like, okay, today's been a bad day. I need to go and watch Daniel doing something really stupid. Or I need to go watch him scream Pierre. Like Pierre's name. I need to go watch him scream Pierre's name. So keen for the Nico Alkenberg. I love when he did that at Australia. I think it was yeah, it was Australia. It was. He's like, oh my god, I he hates when I do that. Yeah, show yeah. It to him. Like, go show it to him. He hates it do when it. I do that. Do it in his ear. Um, I actually just cannot wait for his antics and him at Coda. Can't wait for his antics at Coda. What's he gonna Remember. pull out for Vegas? What's his off-track antics for for, for Vegas gonna be? Surely he brings Horsey McCall's back. Oh. To Vegas. I love how he had like a whole pass that horse the reason he's so that horse actually had a name yeah they just didn't know the horse's name name before they did the passes so he went with horsey mccorse also um does that mean that the horse was like danny's official guest yes guest of yes I'm pretty sure it even had I that. Think, I think the, it said it on the. Pass. I'm pretty sure it had that on the pass. Guest of Daniel Ricardo. Hold up, let's Google Um, I, I always think... wonder if, um, Scotty James goes as a Lance guest or a Danny guest. I think <laughs> it depends on which, on which garage he wants to sit in. You know? let's be honest. He goes between. He just does whatever he wants. Um, while Delta, yeah, D Ricardo, uh, yeah, Ricardo guests, yeah. Speaking of speaking of guests, did we see who was uh, offering drinks to Danny Rick in the Red Bull during his yes, his training sessions? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Seb. The way his face lit up. It was so cute. For the first time he realised it was Seb, he's just like his whole face just like brightened and he was just so happy that it was Seb. Danny Rick hey, is all of us. <laughs> hey, hey, Seb, what are you doing in the Red Bull garage? Hey, Seb, hey, Seb, what are you doing? Hey, Seb, what are you doing? What's going on? What are the plans? What's your future? Yeah, come back. What do you miss you? <laughs> what sort of role are you doing in that in that red Seb, garage? Seb, would you like to be on a podcast? Feel free. <laughs> Feel free. Drop us a Feel line. Free to hit us up. I don't. I don't know if that podcast would be any good because Feel I just free. like I would not be able to speak. Feel free to slide into our DMs, Mister uh, Sebastian Vettel. I would just be starstruck. I would not be able to speak. I would just be in awe. We would be, uh, Matt. When Charles calls him babe. Yeah. Just dumbfounded and unable to do anything. I think, I don't know if we, we recorded it, but I think I've said before, even like with some like guests that I would love to like have on, I'm like, I would love to have them, but I would be sitting like so close to my computer screen being like, oh my God, <laughs> they're here. <laughs> like the, I, you wouldn't get a good interview out of them because I, we'd just be in like shock. You just got to get, um, like, um, people that, like, one of us is obsessed with so the rest of us can, like, take over that week. <laughs> so if – so we all know that if Charles ever or Arthur is ever on this podcast, you have to just back me up because the only thing coming out of my mouth is, 
Hello, Lord Percy. <laughs> Hello, Lord Percy. Call me babe so I can, so I can be dumbfounded. Thank you. Where's the start-finish straight? Where's the start-finish? That's just all, all you would say. Where's the start-finish line? Where's the start-finish line? <laughs> I'll get it right so you don't have to unfollow me on everything. It's fine. Oh, I shouldn't believe. Um... I forgot to I forgot to mention it when we were talking about like Nick DeVries. The real villain in that story is the TikTok algorithm. Because the amount of like Alpha Towery like TikToks that showed up just after he got announced that his seat oh was going. God. There was one specifically, it was so harsh. It was like it was like when your filter lags and it was Nick DeVries pretending to put yes. on. Yes. Oh my god, that broke me. I huge. saw that too. And it showed up like two hours, like after he got, or like the day after he was an announced as being sacked. Yep. And it was like the timing on this going this viral is so, so heartbreaking. Suspicious. I so haven't, I haven't seen many. I've seen a lot of drivers like um say it's not fair about Nick have many said anything about Danny coming back I'm pretty sure I saw Lando say something Lando definitely said something I think I've seen a couple say that they're excited to have him back Um, I think I feel like Oscar's said something about joining being a second Aussie I was gonna say he'd be he'd say something about being another Aussie on the grid because they're the first it's the first time in Oh my god, it's the first time in 30, 30 years that we've had. Is that all? Is it 30? That we've had two Aussies on the grid? Were Mark and Danny never on the grid at the same time? No. I thought they just overtook each other. Hold on, let's get back to Google. (laughs) Is is Coulthard an Aussie? No. (laughs) He's British. Is he? No. Can we claim him? You're thinking of a different Coulthard. Oh, I know. There's so many. It's a very common name. Well, they need to not have such a common name. I like agree. Russell George. Mm-hmm. Russell George. Stop having um, two first names. It's not. I, I am also going to start a petition to have Danny Rick introduce all the drivers on the 2023 grid, on the 2024 grid in Australia. I, he needs to do a walkout for everybody. Because I know the only way they will, all, all the drivers will say yes is if it's Danny. Because Danny would do a great job because it's Danny. Yeah. And everyone would be like, yeah, this is going to be bloody great. Let's do this. Nico Elkenberg's intro takes five minutes and he's just there <laughs> screaming. No, uh, I think it would be Pierre's that would take the longest. It would be both. He just he can't stop himself. This man, he, he has no self-control with the length he, of these. He really does not. <laughs> Delta's still Googling. I'm trying to Google, but nothing wants to come up. I swear they're on the set grid at the same time. Um. We actually have three Aussies on the grid because we have Oscar, we have no. Daniel, and we have Valtteri Bat- Bottas. Yes. My, my favourite Aussie. I did nearly have say three Bottas. Aussies. Yes. <laughs> that's that picture in my head of him and that um <laughs> in the that picture by the lake. 
Yeah. His second his um, second one that he has posted. Is he making Yeah. Is he making charity posters of that one too? Like he did last year? No, it's becoming it's becoming a yearly thing now. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. charity. We appreciate the charity. Thank you, Vulture <laughs> Bottas. Um, <laughs> I did appreciate uh, Lewis Hamilton posting his thirst traps this time just after the fire. I was gonna say, was it just, just before? Was it before or after Nick? No, it was just <laughs> after. Um, so I did appreciate that. I wasn't scared anyone else was gonna get fired. I have come to a conclusion. Oh, here we go. What is the Web- conclusion? Weber and Ricardo did race together on the grid um, in 2011. So they were both on the grid then together. Um, Weber was in the Red Bull. Ricardo was HRT Cosworth. Yeah. yeah. So not as long as I thought. No, because I was going to say, I knew he was on in 2011. Let's have a look. That's at not as exciting as what I thought. It's still exciting. Stood up a long way. Can we have um, – I know I don't really like Oscar, but can we just have, a like, a completely Aussie podium and Danny, Oscar and Volteri up on the podium? That would be great. Can we get three Aussies in F1 in, like, two years' time? Thank you. I was going to we... say, what, uh, what third Aussie are we going to put in an F1 car? Jack do it. Jack. Yeah. Well, Sorry, Jack. We've got four Aussies in F2, F3. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Don't be mean to Jack do him. He's so good. You I just got to. There's I went, no seat for him in Alpine anymore. Look, I no. went Aussie and then automatically. Went Kiwi. Kiwi. <laughs> and went Liam Lawson. Aussie, <laughs> like, Liam no, Lawson. Don't say that. Chelsea will hear it. Chelsea and, then Chelsea and Kate will hate us. <laughs> Chelsea will enter the podcast tonight just to hate Just on. to haunt us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, no, the last time we had two Aussies on the grid was 2013, so 10 years ago. Cute. So, Australia, okay, so outperforming, bad, but... Australia outperforming their size in sport again. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, look, um, look at us getting all our chance on. Go team. Maybe we should we should buy an F one team. Sorry, do you do, do you I'm have bi- billions of dollars? Isn't the entry fee going to be two billion dollars <laughs> by twenty twenty six? You know what? Something like that. We'll make it work. <laughs> Someone just marry a really 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 rich well, man. We'll, we'll be able to pay like eventually like get like mortgages between all of us. <laughs> yeah, pay the entry yeah. fee and. It, like not be able to race the entire season, not be able to pay any drivers. Race. <laughs> I'll be a, I'll be a driver. It's fine. Oh, we can drive. Yeah. Oh, we don't have our super licenses. We dodgy them. No, we just make an fake F3 ID. Team. Fake ID. It's fine. We just make an F three team. You don't need anything. Yeah. Um, well, you mean like F2 I go F two because that's closer to being in the F one paddock, and I'd probably be able to get into the F one paddock. It's true. Also, um, who was it? Tommy Smith. I remember him saying to us, he told us how much it was to get an F three seat, like how much rough, like a rough gauge of how much an F three seat costs. It's like 
it's severely capped in F3 and F2, but it's still so expensive. It's ridiculous. I don't remember the number. I wish so I did. If, so everybody will just get, you know, the whole, everybody that listens to the podcast, just chuck in a few bucks. We'll make our own F1 team. We'll make our own F1 team. We'll get on the grid. We'll do us proud. We'll do. We'll donate some drivers. Oh, that'd be cool. We we'll do a driver swap every now and then. Yeah. It'd be great. I'll shunt it into the wall. You're welcome. Speaking of APEC, did anyone see the comparison footage of, like, how they usually shoot a formation lap versus how they shot the formation lap in Silverstone to, like, hide the fact that these not real F1 cars were at the back of the grid? No. It was really interesting because, like, they did, like, a bit of the formation lap. I don't know how they did it, but they didn't do the full formation lap because that wouldn't work. But they did, like part of it to get some shots but like the whole like at no point did any of the coverage show like the full starting grid for like the formation lap they didn't show the whole aerial shot that they normally do or like the wide shot that they normally do as they take off the line and stuff and it was like a really interesting comparison of how they shot it so that you couldn't tell that there was just these random cars in the background <laughs> and like random crews. Brad Pitt was in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, what, why's Brad Pitt in the background? It was really interesting. Well, yeah, after like the first little bit, cause I've done a bit of research for some reason. Um, an F2 car is roughly 16 to 24 Ks an hour slower than an F1 car. If yeah. That, if that maths correctly, because it's the information I got was 10 to 15 miles per hour, so I've just converted it. Not <laughs> sure if it's correct, because I don't know miles. Um, but yeah, after a little bit, they would be that far behind. You wouldn't even have to worry about hiding them from the camera. Mm. Interesting. It is very interesting. Not going to lie, I'm keen. To- I don't know if I'm gonna see the movie, but it it's an interesting concept to me. Yeah, but there's enough rumors that Tom Holland is gonna be in it that I want to see it. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that. Because like, because like he was me. like in an interview, in an interview, he was like, "I really love Formula One. Like, I'm going okay. to." Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I can't talk about that. And this yeah. man is very well known for not being able to keep his goddamn mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is just like the amount of time that he's been spending with Lewis. The amount of times that he's photoed with Lewis, and Lewis is obviously a producer or a director or some, you know, don't know the difference. I don't know movies, movie production enough. Um, so there's enough rumors that Tom Holland's going to be in that movie that I absolutely want to see it. Um, yeah. But it looks I've really seen, interesting. I've seen a thing and they said, oh, I love how they're not titling the movie whenever they refer to it um but it's brad pitt film that's all they refer to it as yeah Um, it just doesn't have a name or if it doesn't publicly have a name 
Yeah, it probably doesn't publicly, but the fact that they use the main character's, like, actual name instead of, like, new F1 movie, it's Brad Pitt film. It just, I don't know why it cracks me up. But yeah, they're saying it's going to have a drive to survive effect on F1 and is going to take F1 into another dimension in terms of popularity, which, I mean, it'd be good for the sport, but at the same time, there is so much demand for the sport at the same time that everything is just going to fly out of proportion. Where are they expected to shoot again? I think they're on the grid for the rest of the season. Follow-up question. Follow-up question. Are they allowed to be? No. Because it's an American it's an American movie. I think they might have some kind of permission. But it's an American movie and now all the actors are on strike, so Oh Doesn't yeah, matter. good point. I completely I was I didn't know what you were going on about with it's an American movie. Sorry. It needed a moment to click. But yeah, that would be very interesting. I think it would probably depend on... It's practice. He it, won't go on strike. Yeah, but there's a lot of, like, high, like, class celebrities going on strike. I know that... Um, because it's it's one of the big agencies. That one of the new it's movies. Astra, which is all... Which is the American acting mm-hmm. um, union. Um, but it wouldn't even matter about... Brad Pitt because they still wouldn't be able to film without the other people. It's interesting because I think they were expected to be on in the pits again or in the paddock again rather in a couple of races time. So it'll be interesting. But I'm fairly certain it's an American movie despite Lewis Hamilton being heavily involved. Well yeah, it's done by the same I think I think that's what it was. It's done by the same director as Top Gun, and I think Days of Thunder. But don't quote me on Days of Thunder. Interesting. We have had a wide range of topics tonight. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it here because I don't know where else to say. I've been seeing this all weekend, and I absolutely love it. Over in Formula E, they are. <laughs> up to antics with their halos so they've got like similar halos to the f1 and instead of um with the tag cure uh porsche um halos instead of having their like social media or like the team stuff they have on one of them pascal likes pineapple pizza (laughs) (laughs) and the other one is antonio cuts his spaghetti oh no antonio how dare you cut your spaghetti that's a crime. Um, but yeah, that was, I saw that. I was like, oh, I have to mention that because that is just gold. Um, is it um, the eight-year anniversary of Jules as well this week? Yeah, it is. Is it eight years? Yeah. Nine nine years, 24. No. Is it 2015? Cra- but is it of the crash that I'm seeing the anniversary of or of his actual passing? 
I think it might be The Crash. Yeah, which would be hold nine on, years on, because on. The Crash was 2014 and The Passing was 2015. I saw it's 2015 still, somewhere. It still baffles yeah. me how he is Charles's godfather when they're like, they were like, what, 10 years age difference? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, he, he, uh, he passed on the 17th of July, 2015. So it's, yeah, with his death, um, which is really sad. I mean, we know how many lives he's saved since then. So I don't know why, but and I... thank you for giving us your very, very good looking godson. <laughs> I mean, he didn't really give, he had much he to do. Had you didn't, you didn't have much to do with it. But... Except, you know, being a very wholesome person in his life and Danny Rick thank you for making yeah, Danny, he, Rick, Danny Rick too he didn't really give birth to them no you didn't you didn't birth them <laughs> didn't birth them didn't, you didn't have much in that department he was there and they have I feel like they have a tiny little bit of him them in them and that's cute and, I see yeah. certain photos of Charles yeah, I compare them. I'm like, oh my god, that's the same person, right? Just look- with newer team kits. Mm-hmm. So weird. Did anyone speaking of um same person, different team kit? Did anyone see the like vintage style race suit that Mick was wearing? Yes, the Mercedes, and it was, it was like his the same dad's. As, yeah, it was like the same. I'm pretty as sure it was Michael. I'm pretty sure it was my suit and his helmet. I don't think it would have been the same one because if I yeah. am correct, I think Michael is quite a bit larger than Mick. So I don't think it just would have. There are tailors. <laughs> they just tailor and, and, it. It's fine. And there wouldn't have been the same helmet because of FIA's regulations no, in on my head, drivers. In my head, it was the same. No, <laughs> but it was, it was all, it was all like. It was, yeah. Detailed I've seen side-by-side side so photos. Cool. I had a, I had a 25-second cry about it. It was sweet. <laughs> They let him do his donuts. I was happy. Oh, you can do your donuts. Speaking of drivers and old cars and whatnot, um, I saw videos of said- Oscar in James Hunt's car. Yes, I saw. I haven't and, seen it, but I saw about it. I mean, I wasn't alive when the cars were like that. Um, but it just takes me back to a comment I know Will Buxton made about F1, when you watch the F1 drivers go around the track, you're no longer watching a person. You're just watching the car. Blur. <laughs> like, you look at the old cars, and I picked it mostly with Oscar. He sits so up, like, high. You can see half of his upper body. Yeah. In the current cars, you barely see their helmet. This is my thing when boys mainly, soz, soz gents, when Boys slash men slash people say that girls only watch F1 for the drivers because they're attractive. Dudes, we can't see them when they're driving because A, it's fucking fast, and B, they have a helmet on their head. We can't. And you can barely see see the helmet. You can barely see the helmet. All we see is the car. So obviously, we're there for the car. Like, yes, they are attractive. Don't get us wrong. But we're there to watch the car. It's like you're watching, uh, like, hours of practice and quality and a race. Exactly. Ooh, 
Ooh, attractive yellow blob. Like, <laughs> you can't. Ooh, look at that red blob. That must be Charles. Oh, look at how good he looks out there. It's just, it's just, it's the most nonsensical argument ever. It because it's just, it so just, much. It just literally makes no sense. It makes like if you're going, sense. if you're going to be sexist, at least have your sexism make sense. I mean, don't be sexist, but. But if you're going to, it's going to make sense. If you're going to be, can we have some top tier, like, something that makes any amount of sense? Like, like I saw, hold on, I'll pull up the TikTok I saw. And it was um, um, Tony. She's the um, redhead, and she does a lot of, like, F1 stuff. And someone has, like, commented on one of her videos, something about the um, the grid walk. And she's like, oh, the grid walk started in this, like, on this date. I had my first F1 race on this date, like, several years beforehand. Like, if you're going, like, don't think that just because I'm passionate about something, I don't know anything about it. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Her cat, like, heading for the video is literally math ain't mathin'. Math ain't mathin'. I just, I, I saw that video as well, and her, her introduction was like, some people out here think I'm, like, 12. I was like, I, was like, <laughs> I am, like, 12, so I can't, can't us, be that mad about it. But Us girls in motorsport got to stick together. It's just, it's just very infuriating. Um, it's just, it's everywhere. This is slightly off the topic of motorsport, uh, but some, so Sabrina Unescu just absolutely demolished the um, three-point competition record um, at the WNBA All-Star Game. She got 37 out of 40 when the previous record was 31. Um, very impressive, very impressive performance. But the amount of just, like, people unable to accept that that is an impressive accomplishment has been severely infuriating. Like, just accept that it's great. Just accept that girls are boss. Yeah, just accept that girls We can, can do shit too. Yeah. I'm still waiting for a girl to be in F1. But still waiting we'll to be there. able to watch F1 Academy. I'm so excited to be able to watch that. I saw an um, interview, actually, with um, Chloe Grant and the Pit Stop Boys. Um. And they asked her this question, and I never really thought about it much. But the question they asked her was, you know, do you think F1 Academy is, like, necessary? Do you think that you guys need to be separated from the boys when racing? Or should you just be, like, all combined racing together? And she said, you know, I think that F1 Academy is good, but, you know, it should be the only type of its, like, purpose. Because, like, you know, we need to be racing together. We can race together. We race with them in go-karts. Like, we we should be – we're integrating to be one, like, holistic grid instead of having the boys and the girls. And I was like, well, that's a very interesting way to think about it. Like, I do fully, under, like, understand and agree with what she's saying. But, you know, hearing it from someone on the grid, 
just gives me so much hope that we're going to eventually see someone take that place of racing in F1. I feel like cross. I feel like in comparison to previous sort of tries at this with W series and whatever else, I feel like F1 Academy has a much bigger chance at being that pathway because most of these people are like most of the girls in F1 Academy are like I think the oldest is like how old am I? 22. I think the oldest is like 22 three or 24 so they're actually and like there's like 16 year olds I think they might even like the 16 year olds on the grid as well Chloe I think is 15 I was gonna say there might even be a 15 year old um I think it's a much better chance at actually being a pathway through into higher series than something like W series that was you know generally a lot older sort of kind of like a different vibe than this um especially if we tie it into f1 weekends or especially when we tie it into f1 weekends it'll hopefully do some great things for some very talented drivers i'm already obsessed with alcabasi sisters and oh i love the alcabasi sisters i loved watching Ham- um, hamda in um f4 and formula regional and they are just incredible women i love them so much they're just both so great and it's just i mean like i just i'm baffled when multiple people from the same family are just so talented let me baffle you further um there was one year her with two sisters and their dad all raced and i think the fourth driver making up the team was like paul aaron but yeah, it was a whole team. Like, love Paul, but like a whole Alcabasi family team plus Paul. Like, it was the best thing ever. It's, it's like it's like that TikTok. It, it's finally you and me, and me and you and your friend Steve and Steve. Paul Aaron. <laughs> that gets love, a lot love. of that gets a lot of play in this podcast. It's just a great audio. Didn't we, didn't just, we do it last week too? Last with, week like, we did. Pierre and Charles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you then... and me, me and your friend, Steve. Do, 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 do. Steve. <laughs> Poor Steve. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the name. It came up with... I, I figured out who the oldest one is in the F1 Academy. She's 25. But it won't come up with who it was because the page wants to crack the absolute shits. Simply go through them all individually. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It takes too long. <laughs> 20 drivers? Wait. Isn't there six? 15. 15. Yeah. yeah, 16 numbers, but 15 drivers. If that makes Wait. sense. Yes. They, go, they go down to six, number 16. Because you can't have number 13. Yes. Correct. Um, oh my god, they've only got two races left. Where I've just realised we're going to have the first four numbers when counting because we have Max oh Verstappen, god. Logan Sargent, Daniel Ricciardo, Lando Norris. Do you know what would be even greater One, if two, we three, had four. number? 
Do you know what if we had Sebastian Vettel, number, number five. five. Sebastian Vettel, you're letting down the team. What are you doing, Seb? <laughs> Get back in the car. Yeah. Stop. Come on, 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 retire. Pull a literally everyone in the last 10 years. Pull an Alonso. And a Kimi Rackman. And a... Bring back Kimi too. I miss Kimi. Uh, you know, I think he's he's chilling. <gasps> Speak, I don't know what made me think of this because it wasn't Kimi. As a podcast, totally just want to shout out and say congratulations to K-Mag and his mm. wife who just had their baby. Freaking adorable. Yeah. I have seen photos. This this just in. Steph thinks that Finland and Den- Denmark are the same country. That, oh, no, I don't know why. I don't know why it made me think <laughs> that. I just realised that I think it's because I think I was like, oh, we haven't announced that. Everybody probably knows. But, yes, yes there is a new F1 baby. And... Um, the first K-Mag baby was so cute in the car, so oh, can't wait for the new K-Mag baby to also be adorable. Um, so it was Lena Bueller? Bueller? Don't know how to pronounce it. She is the oldest F1 Academy driver uh, with Chloe Chong, um, who's 15, being the youngest. Aw, cute. So, 10-year age gap, and they're quite spaced out. Like, it's not crazy, like, you know, 15, 16, 17, 22, 25. Like, it's quite consistent throughout the whole pack. Yeah, a lot of them are, a lot of them are, a lot of them are close to my age, like 21, 22 sort of area. Yes. Kate's going to have to cut this out of the podcast. Lindsay Lohan's just had a baby. <laughs> there you go. Why yeah, do we have to cut up, that out? I don't know. It popped up on my Facebook. <laughs> Everyone's popping out babies. I know that. Congratulations to everybody popping out babies at the moment. There is no under the checkered flag baby. I'm sorry. Unless anyone has children that we don't know about. <laughs> I am 18, 19. I hope not. <laughs> like, no no slander to, like, any teen mums, but... I think Kate and I have fair children, and so does Chelsea, so that mm-hmm. is close enough. They are the... I um, have a fair child. Babies. Oh, do we? Um, Al, do you have what? a fair child? <laughs> I do not have a fair child. I have. I want a fur baby. Have we have goats, so <gasps> kids. Delta has a kid. Like no, we we don't have it yet. But the other two are adults. <laughs> oh, so you don't even have a kid. Well, they're mini goats, so they're technically kids. I was gonna say I they're not. Are they pygmy goats? Yeah, <gasps> the pygmies. I now have to come to your house and play with goats. The invitation's always there. Steph's just going to show up at your doorstep unannounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here to play with the goats. She won't, she so won't even turn even, up. She'll just walk yeah, into the just yard. Take, goat. <laughs> just take walk the in. goat and run. Just walks in. 
goat. <laughs> Who is this weird purple-haired person in our yard? <laughs> Warning, there is an electric fence. That's <laughs> the electric fence. Uh, it does hurt when you touch it. I can confirm. You would have touched it. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> well, is there anything else that we can talk about, girls? Hello, Al. Al. You think we should call it? Uh, yeah, I think we're calling it. Are we doing it in honour of Danny Rick? Are we calling it? We're calling it. I think we're calling it. It's so weird that we get to call it and without Chelsea because we always call it with Chelsea. And she's always taken aback that I was receiving the call. The call. I know it's always Chelsea that receives the call. I can't. I can't see your like camera. So I'm like, does she know I'm calling her? (laughs) (laughs) Like I can't see her reaction. No, I just had the camera off because of internet. Yeah, no, that's fair. Well, the nap gods have called. And in honour of Danny, Rick and Lando and Danny being back on the grid, we are calling it. So, nap out. Nap out. Nap out.